What's going on everybody? It's your boy Crypto Bobby and today I want to come to you with a different video than just kind of the standard Bitcoin, Ethereum, DeFi, yield farming, all the fun stuff that's happening right now in the cryptocurrency world. I wanted to talk to you about my, I guess what you would call my entrepreneurship journey over the past year. So almost exactly a year ago on June 27th of 2019, I ended up leaving my full-time job uh, at Fluidity to start proof of talent. And this was the first time in my entire career since I graduated college, I've had a full-time job for every single day of from two weeks after I graduated college up until I left uh, my role at Fluidity slash AirSwap. And I've learned a lot over the course of the past year. So if you are interested in entrepreneurship in any way whatsoever, or just generally interested in, in my own personal journey a little bit, through the course of starting my own business over the past year. Uh, I hope you enjoy this one. I also wrote a Medium article, so if you wanna check that out, I'll link to that below if you'd rather read some of this type of stuff. But to give you the backstory and to give you the context, like I said, about a year ago, June 27th of 2019, I left my full-time job to start Proof of Talent. Proof of Talent is a recruiting firm that works primarily with companies in the blockchain and cryptocurrency world. When I left my job, it was just me starting Proof of Talent. I was the only employee. I wasn't even an employee because I didn't have any money to, to, to pay myself. But I started the company essentially with um, my savings and a personal unsecured loan. For those of you who aren't familiar, recruiting is not really a sexy business for venture funding. So the idea of venture capital or raising money was not something that was, was really a reality or even a potential for the business. So I had to get creative as far as just being able to give myself enough runway. And, and that gets to the first lesson that I learned from an entrepreneurship standpoint is it is a slow burn and good things take time. So to give you some context, my first quarter in business from July, August, and September of 2019, I made approximately $0.00. And zero cents. I didn't make any money whatsoever, and that was absolutely terrifying for me. It was one of the things where like, I was waking up every day and, and thinking to myself, like, there's, there's, something's gotta change, something's gotta change. Like, there's no way I can continue on in this path and not make any money. There's just no way it can happen. Um, but I just kind of continued to, to study different, uh, like different business leaders, read different things, kind of try to keep myself as, as motivated as possible to continue to work as hard as I could. And eventually in November and December of 2019, things actually started to turn and the business actually did start to make some money. But if I were to look at things in that first three, four months, especially reflecting back now, it was super tough. It was it was terrifying. And it was also just, it was demoralizing. Like you think, okay, I'm, I'm this you know, super smart person that's, you know, going out and starting my own business and I'm going to go out and I'm going to crush it. And then three to four months later, you haven't done anything of note that's impacting your, your revenue or your accounting. And you're sitting there and you're burning your savings and you're burning your savings. That was not a fun time. But the lesson for me there is simply that you need to give things time and good things will take time if you continue on with that. And doubling down on that, I think if you are to start your own business, you wanna give yourself enough runway to, to, to give yourself time. 
So whether that is having a bunch of savings in your bank account, whether that is moving back in with your parents, I don't know what it might be for you, but you want to give yourself enough time so that if you're not working a full-time job anymore and you're just diving completely into it like I did, that you're able to let the business develop for more than a month or two months to, to actually get to its full potential before you have to say, okay, like I literally don't have any money and I'm, I'm going to have to move out of my house. The next thing that I, I really didn't anticipate this much at all, but like I said before, I started the business by myself. Uh, there were a few people that helped out here or there on, on a, like a, on a part-time basis, but I was the only person that was fully dedicated to the business. And this was my full livelihood and I was just all into it. And I learned pretty quickly that that solo founding or just, you know, operating a business by yourself can, can be pretty lonely. It doesn't matter how great your, your family is or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your husband or your wife or whatever. Um, you know, you're kind of the only one doing this stuff on a day-to-day basis and you're the only one who is like fully into the business. And as much as it might be great to talk to your significant other, your family, your friends about it, like you're still the only one doing that. And that at a certain point kind of took a little bit of a toll on me, like mentally and psychologically. Like I really got tired of, of waking up and when something good would happen, you know, you can talk a little bit about it to, to your friends and family and things like that. Something bad happened, you know, you just kind of have to keep it in because I don't know, you don't want to bother other people with it, but it was just a very lonely journey in the beginning. Uh, a few things that I did and kind of just some lessons overall around that was, was number one, just having a strong support system, like having friends and family, like even if it's not perfect, having friends and family you could talk to about this stuff does make a big difference. Being able to call mom or dad or whoever else and say like, Hey, you know, this is happening. Like just to, just a brain dump on somebody else, always helpful. Also, if you do have professional contacts, luckily I had friends uh, that I used to work with in the recruiting world that I could talk to and say like, hey, this is happening to me. What do you think about this? Uh, do you have any advice about this? That type of thing was was really helpful for me as a, I guess, a solopreneur, or a solo founder, whatever you want to call it. And that really helped to uh, to alleviate some of those feelings just because you feel like, hey, I'm finally getting some advice. I'm talking to somebody else who's been in the same shoes as me or who's experienced similar things to me. And that's, you know, that's really helpful for me. And luckily now, as of March uh, 2020, I am no longer solo in the business. Shout out to Colton. But uh, it was definitely a, a tough journey in the beginning. Another lesson that I learned, and this really, I think, applies in the, the coronavirus or COVID-19 situation, is that cash is king. When you're running a business, especially when you're not a venture finance business and you don't have millions of dollars in the bank, um, no, we're talking thousands or tens of thousands of dollars in the bank, uh, and especially too, you know, as you grow and it's not just you anymore and you have to support other people, uh, but cash is king. And there is a, a saying that I really like, and it's, you know, revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, but cash is king. And that is something that I focus on all three things because, you know, you are not making profit if you're not making revenue. So you do need to focus on revenue. But once you get there, you can't just be bringing in revenue for the sake of bringing in revenue. Are you are you profitable? Are you actually um, you know able to sustain a healthy business with that revenue? Um, so profit is sanity, 
But at the end of the day, do you have cash in the bank account if something bad happens to the business? And, you know, like I said, in the beginning of the business, there was a long stretch where I didn't bring in any revenue. And then when coronavirus hit as well, there was a lull in the business. I was running a recruiting firm in the probably the worst time in one of the worst times in in modern history to run a recruiting firm or at least in that short span hopefully you know things have been rebounding quite nicely recently but like that short span around coronavirus was a terrifying time for recruiting owners and in particular um i was i was lucky enough because the blockchain industry was was relatively insulated from what happened but it was still a pretty tough time but if i didn't have cash in the bank I wouldn't have been able to survive. Uh, so I think that is something in particular that I really learned that lesson very much early on. A lot of that was due to a book I read. It was called Profit First. If you are a business owner uh, or somebody thinking about running your own business, I would highly recommend checking it out because this was something that I read before I even brought in my first check that paid my business because you know, you go to school, I majored in business, I majored in like business administration and marketing. So I, I, I took accounting classes, I took economics classes, this was eight, 10 years ago, so not that applicable now. But like, when you go to you go to school, you go to college, they don't necessarily teach you, they teach you accounting and things like that. But they don't say like, okay, if you bring in $50,000 in your business this month, month, how much do you pay yourself? How much do you pay your employees? How much do you save for taxes? I had no idea. And I had to go out and teach myself that. And Profit First was something that gave me that understanding to give me some rough guidance as far as like, hey, here's the profitability you should be shooting for. Here's how much you should be paying yourself. Here's how much you should be paying, uh, saving for taxes because you're going to have to pay some pretty substantial taxes if you make money. So that was something that was a, a big lesson for me. And I think for other people that are, are going out and starting their own business is understand the finances from day one and be focused on revenue, profitability, but ultimately having that cash in the bank at the end of the day. So if tough times do come around, like another coronavirus or coronavirus continues to go, we get this goddamn second wave, whatever it is, um, you have enough money in the bank to weather the storm. The fourth lesson that I, I learned was really about developing uh, my own leadership style. And it's funny because I think there's a lot of business gurus or people out there or like, you know, the, the entrepreneurship gurus who like kind of shit on people who, who work other jobs. And I've worked from, like I said before, I graduated college and I worked over, I don't know, eight years, something like that with, with different companies. And I don't think I would have been anywhere near as, or not, not that I was that incredibly successful, but I don't think I'd be anywhere near as successful uh, operating proof of talent if I hadn't experienced the things that I experienced at the companies that I worked at previously. Every single company that I worked at, I've been able to reflect back and take lessons about my management uh, there, my bosses, my, my coworkers, the corporate structure, the environment, the culture. There were so many different things that I learned along the way that I feel like these entrepreneurship gurus are like, yo, yo, you know, you don't, you don't need to go to college. You just quit your job uh, and, you know, you start a business at 18 or 22 or whatever it is and you crush it. Like, yes, Mark Zuckerberg founded Facebook in college. Not everybody is Mark Zuckerberg. Um, I think there is a lot of information that you can glean off of other companies that you work at. And you can also use that experience to make yourself better when you are 
uh, running your own company. So for me, I mean, really the lesson is just to adapt that leadership style and incorporate the things that you like about the companies that you've worked at. Maybe there's things that you hated about your bosses or about your management or about the culture. Take that out of your company. Ultimately, it's your company and you're building it to, to a way that, you know, you want and hopefully you can kind of build that up to what other people are looking for as well but just adapt the things that you've liked about previous leadership styles and make that your own and the last lesson that i really learned is it's just about trusting your people and right now proof of talent is still relatively lean it's myself and it's colton tough to get any leaner than that between just outside of just being me but having trust in the people that you work with, especially if you are an entrepreneur or if you are in a management position, it is absolutely imperative, especially, especially now when we're talking about the you know, world of, of remote work. And when I started Proof of Talent, uh, I was in New York and still am in New York. Colton was in San Francisco. The goal has, has kind of always been to build this remote first company where we can do our jobs if you're in Alaska, New York, uh, Mexico, it doesn't matter. As long as you can do your job, you can do it, you know, wherever you so please. And a lot of other people have, have kind of been put into these types of situations that maybe were uncomfortable with remote work and have been very much in office type of, of entrepreneurs or managers or things like that before. And I've, I've listened to different podcasts and videos with, with different business leaders. And there are people that make their, you know, their, their remote employees now check into Slack at basically specific hours during the day, let them know when they're taking lunch. Uh, personally, I think that's, I don't like that. And I, I like to take the opposite approach. And there's a quote from George Patton who says, uh, don't people, don't tell people how to do things, tell them what to do and let them surprise you with their results. And I think for me, that is really, really important because you know, you want to number one, first hire people that you know, or think that they can do. And then you just want to tell them what to do. Hey, like this is, this is the result. This is what we want you to do. And you let them do it. You don't have to micromanage them, uh, and, and kind of make sure that they're doing it exactly how you want it. You can have some trust in those individuals to get the job done. And if you don't have those trust in that, those individuals, maybe you shouldn't have hired them in the first place. I don't care when you know somebody takes lunch. I don't care the exact way in which they do the job. As long as they do the job and find the results that we're looking for, that's what matters. And I think trust is such, such an important thing, especially as you are an entrepreneur or a manager in this remote first world, because you can't just walk over to somebody's desk and see, you know, okay, so-and-so is working on their spreadsheet or on the phone. You can't do that. You have to trust them unless you're literally putting a freaking camera in their, you know, in their bedroom or in their office or wherever the heck they're working nowadays to make sure that they're doing exactly what you want them to do. So trust is hugely, hugely important. And I know this might not have been the most interesting video for the people that are just kind of in this for the crypto content. And I totally understand. And I just wanted to go out and, and provide some of the thought processes and the lessons that I've learned over the past year, because I've made a ton of mistakes. I, I've also, again, I've learned a lot and it's been really, really uh, helpful to me to, to document that process a little bit. 
And I hope that if you are in the process of, of starting a business or you're thinking about starting a business, uh, if you are, definitely feel free to reach out to me. I love to talk to you know other kind of fellow business owners or entrepreneurs out there. I think that's always a just kind of a fun experiment and a great great to build a connection. But if you are starting this process, it is a hell of a journey. Uh, I highly recommend it. Try to prepare as much as possible. Ultimately, you know, you just kind of have to make that leap and make that jump. But uh, the biggest lesson I would say is just give it time and put yourself in a position where you can give it time. Give yourself that time because ultimately good things do take time. Uh, I talked about it in the, in the medium article I wrote, but like the biggest inspiration or like one of the biggest inspirations to me in, in this entire process is I, I read the book shoe dog. If you haven't read it yet, I would definitely recommend doing so, but it talks, it's uh, the, the memoir of the founder of Nike, Phil, Phil Knight and his journey starting Nike really from the ground up. And it took him forever to do that. It took him over six, it took him, I believe six years he was working as an accountant. It took him six years from when he was working as an accountant uh, and started Nike like in his basement to actually quit his full-time job uh, because he could finally sustain himself and pay himself a salary for working Nike. Six years. And then not only that, but took him another 11 years into the future to IPO the company. So you're talking about a dude that runs multi-billionaire, runs one of the largest apparel companies or ran is, is now the chairman, I think, but ran one of the largest apparel companies in the world. But it took him 17 years to go from starting it to IPO. And especially in today's world where you see, you know, people starting these tech companies and going from, you know, zero to $10 million in revenue or $100 million in revenue overnight. That isn't realistic for everybody. It wasn't realistic for me. It still isn't realistic for me. Uh, I can build a really strong business, but it's going to take time. And I think that is something that I'd love for other people to hear is that good things do take time and you shouldn't feel bad if it does take time. Cowards never started. The weak died along the way. That leaves us, ladies and gentlemen, us. That was from Phil Knight in Shoe Dog. One of my favorite quotes ever. I love it. But with that, signing out. Peace.